Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful, spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. This episode is juicy. We cover all the things from sexuality to desire, generational cycles, our saboteur and sage mind, mental fitness, and the importance of healing together as women. Felicia has an amazing program and so much wisdom to share. I'm grateful for all that she offered us on the show, and I know you're going to love this episode. So tune in now. Welcome everyone to another magnificent episode of The Pleasure Path. I am delighted beyond words to be here with Felicia Hunt, who is a sex coach among many other things. Felicia, welcome to the show. Thank you, Violet, for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. Yes, I've been looking forward to this for a long time and it's so nice to connect with a woman who's on a similar mission and, and has similar desire to really help the world and you bring such a unique aspect to this work with your background and with your work with multi-generational trauma and ancestor work and we're going to get into that a little bit more in the show but before we do I'm just going to let listeners know a little bit more about you and then I want to hear some of these stories that have shaped your shaped your path and and how you got into this but for everyone who's listening you should know that Felicia Felicia specializes in African-American family service, trauma, sexual assault, generational cycles, breaking barriers from a cultural perspective, and tearing down social constructs that oppress and marginalize people of color, especially Black people. She is promoting her sex coaching and sex education business called Six Coach. And for those of you who are listening, this will be in the show notes, but it's spelled six with the letter six and then EX coach. And it's a really beautiful little play on words. And her work teaches people mental fitness and to live in desire 100%. She maintains, it is important for me to empower and support individuals in healing their minds, bodies, and souls using techniques and skills obtained through my many years of study and experience. So Clearly we are in for a treat and Felicia, <laughs> will you share just a little bit more? Like how, how did you get into this and how did you weave together so many really cool modalities? Well, you know, it started years ago. Um, I was so fascinated with relationships, my, including my own, uh, after failing a divorce, um, I found myself going through a depression for a whole, probably about a whole year or so, even more. I think I carried it even longer than that. And um, it was a, is a, it was a shock one day. I, this is true story. <laughs> I was looking at Tyra Banks' show, and she had a sex coach on there. I think they were calling her either sex coach or sexologist. And I, I looked and I said, let me tune in and see what they're talking about. And I saw what they were talking about. And I was like, I think I could do that. I think I'm built for this. And I went and I started researching. And I said, it's a sure thing. Now get this. Now I have you, do you remember um, Ruth, Dr. Ruth? Yes. Now, I used to think Dr. Ruth was just this old lady that they just pulled somewhere and it was entertainment. But Dr. Ruth is really a sexologist. She is really, I didn't know that. So when I found that out, I was like, this is a real thing. How do I get into it? What do I do? And I just started researching. And the first thing that came back to me was 
to become a marriage and family therapist. So I took that journey. I wrote and I enrolled in school. I mean, I started from my AA to my BA to my MA, you know, I went the whole gamut. But along the way, I finally found Sex Coach University. And I was like, oh my God, here it is. So I, I enrolled in Sex Coach University, um, Dr. Patty Britton, wonderful lady. Um, her and her husband at the time, God rest his soul, he passed away a few years ago, but beautiful couple, um, got into their program and became a certified sex coach. Now, along the way, it wasn't easy because I was also born and diagnosed with sickle cell disease. So that even impacted my life more in terms of relationship because of how people react, you know, growing up little, being bullied, being teased a lot. Oh, are you contagious? Get away from me. Oh, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. And then watching my own family dynamics with my family. I am a product of domestic violence, watching my father and my mom fighting a lot, you know. And as a child, you always think it's your fault. It's like you did something to cause this family dynamic. So when I made up my mind that I was going to go and learn, and I looked at myself because a lot of people would come to me and talk to me about things by nature. So I already knew I had some of that in me. And I felt like, okay, well, if this is happening naturally, let me see if this is my route or if this is my calling. And so I kept going. And lo and behold, after about 12 years being on this journey, um, my ex-husband passed away. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to sit because I didn't realize that I was holding on to like, I'm gonna show him. I'm going to show him that I could be something and I could be successful. And when he passed away, I had to rethink, is this my calling or was I just driven by my saboteur as which we're going to get into more? And I was, I had to sit and I said, you know what? No, Felicia, look at all the people you helped. You know, you're good at this people and people love you. You know, your clients I have had more clients that love me in my head of marriage and family therapy than didn't, that we didn't join, you know? And I had to look at that, like my track record show on this journey, I am doing some good. So during the pandemic, I decided to uh, launch my business, my six coach business, develop a program, which I had pulled together three modalities that I believe now I say my, I'm, I hope I can trademark it, <laughs> which is, um, it's called uh, well-being for life. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. Well-being for life. No more putting on the band-aid, no more putting on the band-aid. When I work with you, I want to work with you to where you have a tool 
that you know you're going to be in good hands with yourself for life. You can tap in every now and again, but it's not going to be this thing where you feel you're broken. You're going to come out knowing who you are. So that's what living in desire 100% is about, is about recognizing the sabotars, being able to shift in the moment to command your higher self, which we call uh, sage. And this modality comes from positive intelligence, uh, which was created by Shazard. And then I will get into correlating that with the Meads model, which is M-E-B-E-S, that comes from Dr. Patty Britton, which deals with the mind, the, in, the emotion, the body, the energy, and the soul. And so we have to bring all of that into it because your body talks to you. So does your brain, but you have to discern which is true, you know, what messages are true or what even kind of messages you're feeding yourself. Is it always this negative self-talk? We have to look out for that. And, um, and then finally, um, from one taste, I learned about desire through oming, which is orgasmic meditation. So I'm hoping to shape and mold um, my program to whereas it is tailored individual. I don't care what you're going through, who you are, what gender you choose, all of that is for you. It's for you. Uh, as long as you have a mind, body, and soul, and you're on your journey to enlighten and to elevate and to be more kind to yourself first, um, this is for you. So you said, you said so many fabulous things. I can't even remember them all, but what I <laughs> What I really love is when you're making the distinction about not blaming ourselves for what we experienced when we were growing up and also not um, keeping ourselves small, keeping ourselves compartmentalized. You talked about mental and physical and spiritual as it relates to sexual. And I really want listeners to pay attention to that because it's not just that you know, I, you need or want to do something differently in the bedroom. It's that this impacts every part of your life, including the parts of your um, spirituality related to your ancestors or related to your lineage. And I think we need, we need more people like you in the world who are taking this really holistic approach without shame, instead of shame or fixing, it's about stepping into the desire. That's so inspiring. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, we are our sex and what come, we are born in it. Right. When I first heard that, I also took a course with the uh, Dr. Stephanie. Um, oh my God, her last name is escaping me right now. But anyway, I, t I took a course with her. Uh, she teaches um, sex uh, therapy. And when she started out lecturing and she said, we are born in our sex. I was like, I mean, it was like such a little thing, but so big at the same time. And I think the people around me was like, why is she getting so excited? Why is she getting so excited about that? Because I never even considered that I was born <laughs> in this sex. 
It's not all about, like you said, sex is not about the bedroom. It's my birthright to the cradle to the grave, baby. You know, (laughs) my sex is going to go with me to my grave. So when you look at that, it just, whoo, it opened up my life. Mm -hmm. So how am I living in my sex? What, What messages did I get? being a black woman, a woman, period, in America. Oh my God, that's a lot. That's Mm -hmm. a lot, you know? And so that's what we tackle. The cultural perspective, the the societal construct. We got to tear that down. We wasn't meant to be inundated, naturally so, in those kinds of constraints. You know, back in the 20s and stuff, it was about, you know, woman in the kitchen, <laughs> barefoot pregnant, front, you know, man bring home the money and you take it and you do whatever and fry it up in a pan. You remember that? <laughs> <That's totally. laughs> you know, you're that, that thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we as women has come a long way. And you know what? And it's time because it's been such a, unbalanced with this patriarchal world it was never meant to just be a patriarchal world but they worked really hard at getting it to be so but we as women we have a spiritual physical role in this life no one would be here without a woman you can't tell me you wasn't born through a woman okay so you wouldn't even be here So please have reverence for the woman, respect her because she's on her way back to sit on her throne, baby. So get used to it. (laughs) I love that. And it's so true. We we get conditioned into thinking that it's about pleasing our partner. It's about fitting in this box or looking a certain way. And what yeah. I and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this too, but I feel like our sexuality is dynamic. It changes depending on our life stage, depending on the day and our cycle. And if, you know, we're postpartum or if we're in a new job. And I think it's exciting because it feels like just this continual unearthing if we're brave enough to go there. And I imagine you really help your clients to feel that internal connection to their truth instead of what you were talking about, like the saboteurs. Can, can you talk a little bit more about the mental fitness part of how you work with folks? Yes. Yeah, so the mental fitness part is where you hone in like a Jedi. You do. Yes. Yes. And I like that because see, we think that having our saboteurs like a controller, a judge, you know, things of that nature. It's like, without it, I don't know who I'm going to be because people would just walk all over you. But with that kind of attitude and walking that way in the world, you do a lot of damage to your body, to your soul. And what I want people to know is as you think, so you feel, so you will execute, right? And so If you're thinking in a certain way where you have to be this judge or this controller, you know, you might not feel it now, but at some point 
you might get high blood pressure, you might get diabetes, you might think, oh, that runs in my family and, you know, and I just wasn't eating right. No, your thoughts, the way you act, the way you speak, the way you interact with people too causes your, your illness. So when I talk about the laser focus, like if you take your fingers and rub them together, now you don't just want to rub them together. You want to feel the imprint. You want to feel your own imprints on the tip of your fingers and you want to hone in. So at the moment, when you get that negative thought, you want to, this is what we call PQ reps. Okay, the positive intelligence. You want to rub your fingers. You want to think about what happened. And then as you think about what happened, then you ask yourself, you know, did I respond appropriately? Was there something I could have did better? And then allow your sage mind to come in and answer the question. Now, more and more, you either do the finger PQ reps or you can do deep breathing where you take in a deep breath and you listen to your breath or you can feel how cool the air come in through your nostrils and how it feels when it come out. I don't even care if you're doing exercise. If you want to use a PQ rep doing exercise, the point is, is not just how the exercise make you feel. Hone in on something that you're doing with a laser focus, like if sweat is running down your brow, hone into how that sweat is running down your brow. And then ask yourself some question. You know, why am I exercising? Why am I exercising so hard and vigorous? What am I trying to work out? Because so most people use workout, oh, just work out, you'll feel better but you still got that uh, tension and that anger and, you know, and yes, creating those endorphins does make you feel better. But when you can hone in at a laser focus, then when you find yourself in that situation, again, what we're trying to do is reduce the amount of time between when you're triggered by your saboteur to how you can transfer over to your sage and then respond in a way that is more positive, bringing the balance. Because if you look at a Jedi, a Jedi is calm because he, is, he or she is trained, right? And so just because they're trained, it doesn't give them the right to go out there and just slaughter everybody, right? You have to be trained. And so we're training the, the muscle, the muscle memory in the brain to be able to respond in command. So that's, that's freeing you up. I don't care what kind of job you have. I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mother, dealing with your family and your children, single, alone, you can take care of yourself in a way that on command, you are addressing how you talk to yourself and then how you act from that feeling you get that brings you together more in a more whole way. It's like you're coming together, not scattered. 
That is so powerful because I think so often we don't have the self-awareness. We have this instant gratification or the illusion of gratification through social media or whatever it is. And we've lost that mindfulness. And I can imagine as you're talking about this training, not only can you integrate those pieces and become more self-aware in all the aspects of your life, but you know, what does that do for your sexuality and the way that you connect to yourself? Yes. (laughs) That's where desire come in, understanding what desire is. Um, The program would teach you that desire, you know, is your natural calling. It belongs to you, your desire. And like we talked about earlier, it's like we kind of gave ourselves away, like when we get into relationships, you know, whatever you like, whatever you want, you know, reminds me of coming to America, you know, whatever you like, if you haven't seen it, watch it. (laughs) But um, it's more so in the moment as well, we all have desires, say for instance, I have a desire to call my mate Mm -hmm. and, you know, I know he's busy or whatever, but I have the desire to call him. I'm getting that feeling. And so I execute that feeling of desire, wanting to call him. And so I call, right? But I get no answer. Most of us who have desires and you don't get the outcome that you desire or want, oh my God. <laughs> oh, the, the bleep hit the fan, right? It's like, you're mad. What is he doing? It's me. He should be talking to me. It's me calling. I'm, I should be the most important thing. And oh my God, we could doubt those sabotars come in and just take over. But you have to remember, that was your desire. Don't mistreat your desire. Did you do what you desired to do? Give yourself the praise that you did what felt good to you. Don't give your power away on the outcome. Because guess what? He got to be responsible for that. Your partner has to be responsible for how they show up for you. That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is be there for you. Are you showing up? So praise yourself when you know that you're living in your desire, whether that person can hold the space for you or not. You give yourself the praise because that is your truest self your desire. So we're going to learn. And, and, you know, this is work. You got, if you want to take my program, you got to be willing and ready to do the work. This is not easy. What I'm talking about, because we're, like you say, we're programmed. And so to knock those things down, you got to replace it with something. So you got to do the work. Amen. <laughs> so often we want something to change, but we might not be willing to do the work. We might be scared to see what's there. Right. We might feel shame that we've gone on so long, you know, 30, 40, 50 years of our life and not known these things, but there's no time better than now. There's to- no time better. That's right. Never yeah. too late. Yeah. It's never too late. And I believe that it affects like we were talking about 
our forward lineage, our backwards lineage. And can you share a little bit, we've talked about mental fitness, we've talked about desire. Can you share a little bit about generational cycles and and trauma? Yes, yes, I can. So um, here's the deal about generational cycles and traumas. When you talk about being in your mother's womb, you have to look at when your mother was being conceived in her mother's womb, you were already there because female babies are born with the number of eggs that they're going to have in a lifetime. So you were with your mom when your grandmother was pregnant with your mom. So let me tell you, your grandmother was with her mother and the mother before that when her mother, you see what I'm saying? So we already (laughs) have witnessed in the womb some things that our moms went through. Mm -hmm. And we're not aware of that now, some of us. Some of us are sensitive because I saw myself in my mother's womb. I know what was on my mother's heart and mind when she was pregnant with me and she was having some doubts because she had just lost two children before me. So she wasn't quite sure. So anyway, um, so when you look at that, when you talk about our DNA, we are connected to that. So whatever was going on in their life, it is on us. We're carrying it. It's in our blood. We're carrying it. And some of the some of the things that we think we know and we don't know where it comes from, that's where it comes from. But here's the ticket. Here's what we have to do with the generational things because you also, when you're in your life, you experience things in your own environment. And so from that, you gather information and data Some you kick out, some you take, and then you say, this is me. Mm -hmm. However, some of the stuff that you gathered was some of the things that you build walls around to survive. Some of the things that you think you are, are not who you were created to be, but who you designed yourself to be based on what you experienced in your environment. So now we have to dig into that and find out who you are. And the only way we're going to do that is we have to look at your blueprint. You have to think about your blueprint and you have to say, well, you know, my mom and my dad or whatever, they did it this way and my grandmother and all that, they, that but that doesn't work for me. You have to be willing to go in that blueprint and erase it. And then fill it in (laughs) with your desire, with who you are, who your authentic self is, and say, this is who I am. And then you practice it. You have to get the practical application because, see, you hadn't been living your life that way before. And so the only way you're going to know that it is you is to step in it and see how it makes you feel. And then when, when it feels, and that's the thing, we have to validate ourselves, not 
want others to validate us. Mm-hmm. Validation comes from within. So you validate yourself. Nobody knows the measure of yourself more than you. You give yourself that measurement. Nobody can tell you who you are more than you. And don't be afraid of that. But you know, because of sexual trauma and all all kinds of trauma, we lose our voice. So we have to find our voices, clear out this chakra. You know, we have to find our voices and be unapologetic about it with love and kindness and good character and who we are, we will attract. You don't have to ever worry about being alone. You know, it can, this can really feel scary for some people because it's like, oh, oh no, I, what is this person gonna think? What is that person gonna think? No, no, just, you'll see. Just do the work. You'll see. You'll be better off for it. Yeah, it seems like when we go through that process of shedding the old beliefs and rediscovering who we are, there yeah. is, in my in my experience, there is a phase where we lose some things. It seems like we, we might lose some things, some relationships or some mental constructs that we had felt were safe but turned into actually being really limiting. But then on the other side of that, you know, shadow work or that journey of integration is even more abundance and friendship and relationship and vitality and all the energy that we've spent like managing other people's experience of us is now unlocked for us to just enjoy ourselves in the world and create the things we're meant to create. Oh yeah, most definitely. It's like getting, you know, getting out of the, the, the main rut, you know, that routine thing, you know, and tapping in with this COVID, I call her Queen Corona. <laughs> Queen Corona, you know, if you're a little spiritual or whatever, you know, I always try to look for purpose. You yeah. know, I think she showed up at a time. I don't care if their theories about what man is trying to do or whatever, you know, man can't overpower spirit. <laughs> so well, I just think or mother nature, exactly, mother nature. Do you hear me? The creator of all things. So um, the thing is, is that with that, everybody had to be shut down, closed in. Some of us took it well, some of us still not taking it well. And some of us are really still having a hard time because it's really hitting home. And, you know, praises be to all the ones who have lost loved ones, you know, my heart goes out to them. And, uh, but the main point, even about that, is that it took us something of this magnitude to let us watch the humanity of not only ourselves, but this world around us. And, you know, when they thought, racism was over and all of that (laughs) it never has been over I don't care even though we had a black president they tried to say it was over then no it was meant to see because 
It is meant for us to choose. That's why we have free will. It is us to choose who you this day, <laughs> you know, what kind of person you want to be going on in this life. And if you haven't reflected in on that, because now, you know, you want to say, oh, they're racist, this and that. No, if you think you're better than somebody, you have a, you have a problem. You know, if you think somebody is supposed to be beneath you, you have a problem. You know, if, you know, all these things that you think is out in the world, if you have it within your belief system, you have a problem. You, you have to change. Not so then pe a lot of people are rising up and want change. And my question is, oh my goodness, they want all this change. And I know the way generational trauma work. If you haven't got the proper healing, you won't even recognize change. Mm -hmm. You can't recognize it. You can't say that if they made a reform for this, that, and the other and implement it, how would you recognize that it is what you want when you still feel with trauma? Mm -hmm. It just don't, you just can't pile it on top. And so that's why I say we have to look back. We call it in the African tradition, Sankofa, the Sankofa bird, which represent turn and fetch it. So you got to go back, grab the information, but now not just grab the information to be mad about it and think that you're going to create change. No, go back, grab the information, look at it, Tell your ancestors, okay, I understand what you are trying to do, but you know what? We have to elevate even higher. So with your permission and me being here now, the generation that's here now, we're going to break the cycle and we're going to change together and we're going to march ahead this way, whatever you determine that thing to be. And you're going, you are the generation that is alive today to elevate your people. You do that. If there was racism violent in your family, you are the generation today that's looking back on the blueprint and saying, nope. Yep, we're not going to do it. <laughs> Time out for that. We are no better than anyone. We are human beings. And I'm the generation today that is gonna stand up for that and move forward. We have, you're talking to your ancestors and you say, no, we're elevating, that's out. Mm -hmm. That is time out. We gotta move forward. Absolutely. That's how it and works. Yes, we have to move forward together. We have to move forward by doing our own work and changing the systems, yes, because it's embedded in all of our systems. But to your point, how will we recognize that? How will we accept that and integrate that? And and um, truly sustain those systems if we haven't done our own personal work. Sure. And I love what you said about the coronavirus because I feel like she's like, go to your room and learn who you are and figure out your shit. And like, you can't, get, <laughs> you can't come out for dinner until you figure out who you are and, and you know, exactly. gather, gather exactly. your resources, gather your people. And, and I think there's something about like the energy body, not being around people as much. I feel like our auras, this is my own perception, are kind mm -hmm. of like, cleansing, relaxing, purging, coming back to who we are. But, but we have to link that to 
these social causes that are so important because it's one thing to take care of ourselves. And I do think our desire always leads to more desire and more permission for others. But if we're not looking at our generational line or how we're showing up in the world, then we're kind of on an island with our desire. And that's not very fun. <laughs> and it's not also um, enough to really live our purpose, I feel like. Yeah, I get it get a little surfacey there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you don't want to be surface anymore. No, and you don't want to just, oh, I did this and I did that and oh, it was fun and I could, and know that you could do those things. Oh, I've been with three men and oh, <laughs> you know, or I've been with three women and, you know, it gets so surfacy. It's like, hmm, okay, and then go on to the next thing. No, it's like um, whoever we decide to be with it should be on a connection at a deeper level you know um our energy is healing that's what it was for it's like uh if i needed you to lay a hand on me then lay a hand on me because you can heal me (laughs) if Mm -hmm. i needed you to speak a word to me speak the word to me because that's the healing well, we are powerful human beings. The power is in us. It's not outside of us. And that's what we have to tap into. That's what Queen Corona is saying. Tap into your power. Stop yeah. believing that is out here somewhere. You wasn't created that way. The power is within. And if you're believing that this power is your money, your status, your home, all of that, you know, no, <laughs> we enjoy all of that. We enjoy money. We enjoy having a roof over our head, food in our stomach, clothes on our backs. But the power is in being comfortable in your own skin. Yes. How many people can say that? <laughs> not, not many. I mean, it's a, it's a journey. And I feel like part of that transformation of looking ex- outside to looking inside is that alchemy of your desire like you talked about and then knowing when I do enter into a union whether it's a creative union or a sexual union or a business partnership or some other sort of merging of energies like how are we going to both leave that more whole and more I mean I think we're already whole but how are we going to leave that even more inspired and more yeah what are you sewing together Mm -hmm. you know and and accept that because in relationships, sometimes women, we could get ahead of ourselves and already at the altar and married and, you know, and it's like, no, if we're all on our journeys, accept the gift that that person is bringing to you in this moment. He or she may not be your forever, mm-hmm. but however, And the agreement, because you guys met, you agreed before you met in spirit. So in the agreement of things, when you come together, hone in on what you agreed about. What what, what am I supposed to give this person? And what are they supposed to give me so I could continue to be on my journey? Let Mm -hmm. me learn it. Let me see. Let me delve in. Be in your desire, 100%. Patting yourself on the back. I was present. I wasn't letting someone lead me. I was present. Mm-hmm. I made choices based on 
what I had at the time. And that's the other thing. You only can work with who you are at the time. As you elevate, you gather more information and then you work from that space. But if you don't have it, you can't beat yourself up for it. It's all a learning and it's all for our growth and it's all for us to come into tune with who we are and how we actually exist in this world as human beings. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes, I completely agree with, with what you're sharing and what you're saying. And a, a lot of times people will be like, I just want to find my partner. And I'm like, there is no your partner. Like you don't own anyone and you don't know what's going to happen, but you can come together, like you said, and be clear about what you want to create together, similar vision, similar values, and not deciding prematurely like, oh, he's the one. I'm like, there is no one. We could have a great match with lots of different people, but it's about choosing who brings out the best in us and who are we willing to stay devoted to and committed to even as things change and evolve. And I think that makes it super exciting instead of getting- I think so too. It makes it very, yeah, it makes it very exciting, you know? And that's what it, it comes into the social construct because it tells us, you know, this is my soulmate. This is my, you know, um, you know, or whatever. But the thing is, is that um, you'll know, you know, spirit will tell you, you'll know it's in you. You'll know, but you have to be patient with yourself. You got, see, I say this, the healing is in the slowing down. Mm-hmm. When you slow down, you can enjoy more things. Don't be judgmental. Don't have your judge out. <laughs> don't, don't have that saboteur out being so judgmental, you know, but be aware, be present, be present of how you're feeling in your body. Cause your body talks to you. And if you ignore your body, if your body's saying, get out of there, get out of there, you shouldn't be there. Listen, girl, go. <laughs> It's like, bye, I'm out of here. You know, like those scary movies, they always make jokes like, you don't ever see a black person standing around, they gone. (laughs) It's like, go, you know, you'll see the white person being curious, opening up the door and (laughs) and the next thing you know, they get killed, you know? It's like, see, we told you not to go in there. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, it's like that. Listen to your body because- it's alive. Your skin is alive. That's the biggest organ. <laughs> Your skin, it tells you, you know, but you have to be in tune. You know, mm-hmm. some people are so far disconnected from their bodies. They don't even want to feel why, because it's too painful, mm-hmm. you know, with some of the things that people have gone through. But let me tell you, this is what I tell my client no matter what has happened to our minds and to our bodies, who we were created to be is still in there. That's who we have to tap into. Nobody can tap who you were created to be. Nobody can touch that. They can touch this physical, they can abuse this mind, but when I make up my mind (laughs) and get my mind in line with my body and tap into my spirit, oh, then I'm alive. Mm-hmm. I'm alive. 
I can survive. Not only survive, I can live because we want to get out of that survival. Survival is about struggle and no, we want to live. Are you living? Living is having and knowing that you can have. Mm, Living is having. That's so powerful. Like there is no scarcity of men, of women, of experiences, of money. Like when we commit to doing the work and working with people like you, we can have it all, but we've got to excavate some things and integrate some things with our mind, our body, and our spirit, and our sexuality. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It was hidden. It was hidden uh, for a very long time, and then it was given to certain groups of people, you know, Western medicine versus Eastern medicine. But if you just go back and research from the beginning of time, everything has come from Mother Africa. And so, and they do not talk about the medicine that Mother Africa have, but they keep pillaging her and for all her resources, you know, but won't give credit. Mm -hmm. Time is out for that, (laughs) time is out. And we have to recognize Mother Earth because we, we never left Mother Africa. Africa is everywhere. The medicine, the healing, all of it. We all use it. We won't say it, but it's time to say. And and so hopefully we'll see more of that, you know, inclusiveness. It's time to be inclusive. If you are excluding any particular form of anything you still have a concept. You still are living under some illusion. What's wrong with being inclusive? Say it all. Let's be free. Say it all. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for giving voice to that about the traditions yeah. and even just the yeah. way that we speak and that we relate to one another all comes back from those tribal cultural traditions and the way that yeah. we cook and the way that we create and it, it is from that deeper place and that deeper root that we need to rev, um, give reverence to and, and connect to. And I know I'm personally still on that journey of inclusion in terms of, I primarily work with women. So I've been thinking about, you know, how can I expand and not just work with women, but work with any identified gender, including non-binary. And what does that look like for how I can change, you know, my programs and the, the work that I do. So I think, I know for myself, I'm in this journey of evolution and I hope that we all are because we don't, we don't got a lot of time to just like push things (laughs) off anymore. Exactly. We don't. And that's what you, just be in tune with that. You're sitting with it. The doors would open, just sit with it. You know, I have to sit with it too. As I build, people will show up and as they show up, we will join and we will do the work together. Um, but I, I'm not judging it. I'm open. My feet are planted to mother earth. And in this, in this, if you root yourself in what I call the wood wide web, you know, like the roots of a tree, you root yourself into mother earth and let her guide you. Let it come. Just let it come. And you get grounded and and be open that's all you can do because your ancestors are working for you and your heavenly host is working for you and you have so many clouds of witnesses there 
cheering you on to do the work that is necessary. Mm. Healing people, yes. Well-being for life. <laughs> Healing people one person at a time, however you want to look at it. That's what we're here to do. I don't think I could add anything to that. That was said so, so beautifully, but I do want people to hear a little bit more about how they can find you, how they can work with you. Cause I know lots of people listening will want to reach out. And so share a little bit more about how people can contact you and sign up for your programs or sign up for your services. Yes. Yes. So you can email me at Felicia Hunt. That's F-E-L-I-C-I-A. Felicia Hunt, six, the number six, excoach.life. All right. And then you could look me up on at six coach, the number six, excoach on my Facebook page. And I have a business line, 909-260-5888. You can just give me a call and hopefully we'll just do... A little consultation. We'll do a little intake. I can sign you up for my six-week program. Mm -hmm. And it it starts February the 2nd. But I don't care what week you come in, you'll still get your six weeks. Mm -hmm. So that's the beauty about the program. People could come in at any time and get the six weeks. So very excited about that. Yes, I highly recommend (laughs) Everyone listening, reach out and join that six-week program, even if you're listening to this a few weeks after the, the episode drops. Oh, yeah. It's ongoing. Yes. I will put in the show notes how to reach out to Felicia and how to find her and learn more about all of these amazing offerings. And mm-hmm. I hope you got just a taste of how much she weaves together with the medicine and the healing that she offers and all that she embodies and her divinity and her sexuality. So Thank you so much, Felicia, for being on the show. Is there anything else that you want to share? No, I think we covered it all. I'm so grateful for you, Biden. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for Healthy Love. Because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. I'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness, and it starts with you. Please subscribe to my show and leave a review.